out how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Boom! And we are live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Kicking It With The Bloodline, episode two. I don't know if we're doing this episodically, but this is the second time that we are kicking it with the bloodline and hey if you're watching you can tell who's, 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 what's going on your boy tk in the house as always and as i was doing my little spiel my little intro the pin buster himself graden showed up so i'm gonna get down there it's just beautiful to see graden thanks for tuning in or not tuning in thanks for joining us but as always, your boy TK in the house. We kicking it with the blood line tonight. Thank you for everyone who tuned in. Thank you for everyone who's going to listen. Appreciate it. If you're watching, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. We greatly appreciate that. And yo, go ahead and put the Bloodline Entertainment Network into your Google search bar. Put it in there. You know what's going to happen? You're going to find us on audio, Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, everything we do. And... When you click it, the first thing you're going to find is bloodlinenetwork.com, sports, wrestling, entertainment, all our videos, our audio, everything we do under one roof, bloodlinenetwork.com. So get at it. And hey, again, if you're watching live, you can see I'm not alone. Let's run it down. Let's run it down. We got the first lady in the house. Let's always be the first lady. Put your ones up for the first lady, JD, the host of Russell Brad Podcast, the host of Late Night Gaming with JD. Had a hell of a time with you on Wednesday night. Thank you for coming and kicking with the bloodline. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's Friday night and the mood is right. And you know, you, you, you guys know the rest of it. Go have some fun. Show us how done. TGIF. And you know, I'm having. A, I know we're gonna have a great time. So just get in here, do ever do what you got to do, and just kick it with us tonight. Let's go. Let's go. And and I have a we have, we have a very 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 special guest. Before we get to him, I'm gonna keep it with our bloodline family right quick. All right. He just came in after watching the Flash, a host of the director's cut, the bin buster himself. Graydon, what's good, baby? How you feeling? Are your ones up for Graydon? I'm I'm doing well, TK. JD, it's great to be on here tonight just to hang out with you guys. So good, good. I'm glad you're here, brother. I am glad you're here. And last but not least, you're watching. You're like, who's this dude? They got a guest? They got a guest? No, we got a friend. We got a friend in the house tonight. Our boy Nick Wilcox, he's an independent freelancer. He's been playing fantasy football forever. He's in the Scott Fishbowl 13, just like I am. He's a nine. He is a nine. He keeps stealing my spot. We're in mock drafts together every day. This dude's cool as hell. He knows his knowledge. He's been at the Combine, NFL, little hoops here and there, but he's a fantasy football dude like myself. And overall, <laughs> you know what he told me? Loves the bloodline story. So, I mean, if he ain't fitting, he ain't fitting. Find him on socials at Nick underscore Wilcox 25. Welcome to the Bloodline family, my guy. Thank you for coming on with us. Throw your ones up for our honorary oos of the evening, Nick Wilcox. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Honorary oosie in the house. <laughs> Feeling juicy, baby? Oosie juicy? Oosie juicy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, appreciate you uh, be coming on the hot pod with y'all. Um, it's an awesome, awesome opportunity to be with y'all. And um, for everybody here tuning in, 
appreciate y'all tuning in for sure. Feel free to follow me. If y'all got fancy football questions, you got some real life football questions, basketball questions, whatever. Um, I'm here for it. I'm around for it. And um, yeah, let's have an awesome, amazing show. Yeah, absolutely. Get it, Nick. Again, at Nick underscore Wilcox, 25. Great dude. Very, very knowledgeable. Glad to have you on these airwaves tonight. Before we get into it, chat's popping already. Let's see what we got going on. David, what's happening, my dude? Hope you're having a good night. I know you're watching SmackDown. Keep us filled in as the night goes, please. Kofi Wheatson, baby, what is good? We are live. Hope you're having a good evening. Justin, oh, my brother, I miss you. I miss you so much. Can't wait for you to be back on, man. Throw your ones up for that boy, Justin. I'm a too sweet one. I miss you. Too sweet one, too sweet one. God, can't wait to get you back on. Dylan, I know you're cooking for the fam. Get your ass on here. Hurry up. Let's go. Barbecue that meat and get your ass live. Let's go. <laughs> Throw it up for Dylan, man. Throw it up for the chat. Chat's already popping. Pretty once again, that's Fourth of July plans are on already. Like, <laughs> what's up? I thought, what's he getting his Fourth of July plans on already? What's going on Shit, over there? Yeah. <laughs> right, man. Shit. I Yo, yeah, I like that comment out. right there. I, I like that pretty, comment. Pretty deadly number one contenders for the unified tag team titles. They're gonna face Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Money in the Bank. That's yeah. for sure, dude. Oh. I, I like that. I like that. My, friend, my good friend, Senor Stinky. Where is Omar? Ah! Where is the Nigerian giant? They think it's me. It's not me. Where's my? It's not me. Where is he? Where is Omas? That's from like what a month. Yeah, he's been gone because no one likes him other than me. I guess and my boy down there. Stinky. Well, he but did yo, get married with him. We're, doing tonight. we're kicking it with the bloodline. Whether it's sports, whether it's wrestling and entertainment, we're gonna talk about some SmackDown, Money in the Bank, AEW, Forbidden Door, Collision. We got. The NBA Finals, Joker lost the NBA um, Finals MVP trophy. Nuggets, what's going on around the NBA? We're talking about the NFL. Me and Nick are in the Scott Fishbowl. We can talk about some fantasy football. Streets will be here in a little bit. Great in the bin buster. Went and saw the flash tonight. Bakley's watching it right now. He'll be here later. No spoilers, of course, folks. But we got whatever you want tonight. We're kicking it with the Bloodline family. And for the last time, like it subscribe to it let's do it but yo nick you're the guest here tonight if anytime i'm hosting something i like to say let's play topic battle royal whatever the fuck you want to talk about let's talk about it my hmm. dude you're the guest bring up a topic and let's talk baby Oof. okay interesting so where do we go <laughs> i think we should start with what we feel is going to happen with his bloodline. <laughs> what we feel is going to happen. You think Jay Uso is going to fall in line or what? Because I think my prediction is that he will. And at some point, the storyline has to end with him being champ, right? That's what I'm kind of wondering here. Because they're talking about, you know, they never, Paul Heyman talks about, you know, they, they never really got him a singles competition championship opportunity until last week. And they were trying to pump him up and this, this, then the third, which is bullshit, obviously. But it's more like, hey, like, it is a route that Jay Uso could eventually be. Now, do we think he's made of that real material? Like, he's close. He's getting there. I think he could be a, a, a he's in that mid cardish line. He could, he could be the U.S. champ at some point. Can he be the actual WWE champ? Not yet. And that's where I think at the full hey, circle end of the storyline, I think we could look at him and be like, yeah, he could be WWE champ, be Roman. 
like for because of all the emotional animosity and all the roller coaster ride we've been on with this whole thing. The only way I feel this is with Jey Uso becoming becoming the actual tribal chief and winning the championship. Shoot. Okay. So so let me ask you before we swing it around to the panel. What do you want to do in the interim? Do you want to see a tag team match at Money in the Bank between the Usos against Roman and Solo? Or are you trying to propel this right to Jimmy and Roman to where Roman goes over Jimmy and that leads to Jay going over? Like, when do you think Jay wins this title? Or when do you want him to win this title? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen at Money in the Bank. I think the tag team match is pretty much set up. I think for the moment, it's going to be the Usos versus solo or roman um just in regards to that i think at some point though i'm not sure how it's going to come about and what makes sense but it's gonna it, that's the only way i see this whole like you know thing ending and then roman obviously due to other things that's going on with himself like will step away for a while like you know then he'll really become more of that part-time wrestler like you know like because he's the full-time schedule thing, obviously, isn't in his cards. Like, he hasn't been the title in so long. Like, so it's, you know, this storyline has been obviously like one of the greatest ever, um, in particular in decades, for WWE. And, you know, it it's just one of those things you obviously don't want it to end. <laughs> but I think the only way it does make sense is if, if Jey Uso becomes champ out of this. I'm not going to say when, because I don't have that type of prediction. Um, it could happen towards the end of the year, potentially. Heck, we could see Roman still be a champion until WrestleMania again. So it, right. so it, it, it's not too uh, – I don't have that type of power <laughs> to be like, hey, the storyline – you, you, <laughs> you don't have the pencil to make that happen? I do not. I mean, I could drive, I could drive to Stanford. I'm from Connecticut. I could drive to Stanford and find out what I can do, but I don't have that type of power. Um, right. I do think what makes sense at the end of all of this is for that, that to happen. Um I just like to, because that's how it kind of early on in the storyline, how it kind of started up and brummed up and to how that should finish is how that should finish. Um, but I don't have a prediction on when. I think the tag team match is going to happen soon enough. Um, but it's too early to predict when this thing could really culminate to the end. Awesome. So your end of this bloodline story is Jay Uso going over Roman Reigns. That's fun. That's a lot of fun. I dig it. First Lady. You heard what our boy, the honorary Oos of the evening, Nick, mm-hmm. has to say about the bloodline. What's your take on all this? What, what Do you think we're going to a tag team match? Do you think that Jay Uso could beat the Tribal Chief? Would you rather him beat the Tribal Chief over Mr. Adversity? What do you, what do you think is going to go on here? Well, first of all, I love the fact that how many twists and turns this story has taken where we thought it would be Jay Uso who would turn on the tribal chief, but it ended up being Jimmy instead. Um, what's up, guys? Um, but instead, it was Jimmy instead. And now, of course, Jay Uso giving us the Oscar-winning facial expressions and everything. Um, the biggest thing I want, and I've been saying this for a while, is just one, just one Uso versus Uso match. I know it's going to be just straight fire that's all it doesn't have to be a breakup or anything like that we don't need to break up the tag team just a quick you know you're getting on my nerves bro let's just duke it out (laughs) and then once we're done come back together um of course i think this will all like i'm not like i'm not even sure where the story goes 
because there's, you know, people think that this, um, that Roman Reigns is going to hold the title till Mania 40, so that him and Cody Rhodes, who I love to call Mr. Adversity, is going to come fight face each other. Um, but of course, then we're hearing that could be Cody versus Gunther, so it could then be Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso if they decide to hold the title for that long. Um, but I thought it was very interesting that they brought in from what Paul Heyman said is that the tribal chief is looking to pass the title of head of the table over to Jay Uso um, to kind of and they're starting that rift between, you know, basically all the brothers because you got Solo who was, you know, with the tribal chief. You got Jimmy who uh, turned on the tribal chief, but then wants them to be cool, but all on the same playing level. Um Truthfully, I'm just like kind of along for the ride because, uh, you know, this story with the tribal chief and the bloodline has been going on for well, almost two years at this point, And it's just so many twists and turns. Three years. Yeah, three years. And this story has taken like so many twists and turns that it's still fresh after all this time. <laughs> so you're Paul Heyman versus Solo. <laughs> <laughs> that you know it's just still fresh uh, regardless so i'm here for the ride um it's gonna be hard you know once the storyline ends because this is like the biggest like entertaining and most complicated story that wwe has done in a very long time and so once the bloodline ends it's just gonna be a very big void when it comes to especially SmackDown, but just WWE and whole to kind of have another intriguing storyline where, you know, there's a lot of twists and turns and things like that. So, um, you know, I'm fine with it, you know, right now, uh, there's no rush to end it or anything like that. Um, but I'm, I guess it's going to end once we get to mania 40. Yeah. Yeah. I can see I love, it. I love what Brian said, you know, <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Well, let's oh, see what, that's funny. Uh, let's see what, yo, first of all, again, big, big props to the champ. Big shots to the chat. I want to give my girl Courtney big shots. What's up, Courtney? Everyone's up for Courtney and for the Denver Nuggets. Appreciate you being here for sure. And BC, Brian Cook, our boy, Happy Smack, found Friday. And let's see what BC got to say. Why wouldn't the Bloodline story end with a match between one of the Usos fighting against Rowan? It's like Power Rangers Green with evil miniseries where Tommy beasts on all their Power Rangers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. It it, it makes yeah. sense. You when at WrestleMania when it happened, I was confused as hell why Roman beat Cody. I understand that. I wasn't. So first first of all, let's be honest. Let's be real honest here. Cody Rhodes is still like, still an independent, still in the WWE. Let's let's be let's be real about that. I think a lot of people were were wondering why he won the Royal Rumble and stuff, whatever. And, and they're setting him up for that. But I feel it's not. It wasn't even the right time for Cody to win that championship. I think you still like because the story, bloodline story was still going on, and because you heard rumors about Roman instead of when he's going to ever you know go part time, whatever. It's still like it still wasn't the right time for him to win. It didn't shock me one bit that he won. Like, <laughs> and they let this story continue because this, is the, like I said, we're talking about the storyline like the best in the last like. Mm-hmm. Give me like three other storylines last 15, 20 years where it's been better. There's only so many. 
I right. got nothing. So like, that's where again, like, there's a cash cow for the WWE right now. Like, yes. Yeah, so I've got, got watched WWE in like years and have watched this thing. So that's where Yo, it you're be. you're so right, dude. Yo, you're so right on so many different levels. Everything that they're doing with this. Yo, G, what do you got on this bloodline yeah. storyline? Where do you think this my- Remind me who was the one that Roman was facing in Hell in a Cell when the other brother showed Nate. up and laid his body over. Jim, oh, sorry, Jimmy was. Jay. Sorry, we were fighting Jimmy in the Hell in a Cell. He and was Jay fighting Jimmy. Out. Yeah. So Jimmy was the right hand man, right? No, Jay's the right hand man. Oh, Jay's the right hand man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so Jay was the right hand oh, yeah. man. And so, I was like, are you better to get the title? Well, well, here, here, here's the thing. When Sammy didn't win the title, I knew right then and there it was probably going Jay or Jimmy. It just made the most sense. If you weren't going to put it on Sammy, when they had that opportunity to, because of that storyline going on, it would have to be one of the Usos. And one of the what else do they have to left to do but solos runs in the WWE with Jimmy and Jay? They've done it all as a tag team. And you know the WWE likes splitting up tag teams. It's about time you split up those two just because they've done everything. And I I just think having that opportunity to have them go solo. Yes, see what I did there? Have them go solo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. To have them go solo and see what they can do on their own. And this is what it's building to. This bloodline few, this bloodline storyline is building future solo world champions, not a soul, not building a future tag team champion. All three of those men there are going to be world champions at some point in time in their careers. And who's going to take it off of Roman? His old, his right hand man, Jay's going to take it off of Roman at WrestleMania. Why WrestleMania is where streaks are broken. Rock will take her streak at WrestleMania. Roman's legendary streak of holding this title is going to end at WrestleMania when Jay pins him one, two, three. I see that happening, 100%. The only thing I would say that I would debate you on is if all three of those people of the bloodline right now would ever become world champs. Now I see the possibility of Solo one day being groomed probably in the next like three years be a lot more groomed up and then him ready to be a world champ at some point. Yeah. Do I see Jay potentially becoming a world champ? Because I yeah, we think I think he's gonna be Roman. It could be at this upcoming WrestleMania. It would make a lot of sense. Um I don't see that not certain say Jim Jimmy doesn't have that. But he does he needs more of that going on. I would say if we're talking about who's gonna become champions in this order, it'd be Jay first, me solo next, and then it would be Jimmy at some point. But it would have to be like Jimmy to me still has some more development when it comes to being more solo. Like obviously these guys in the tag team, we always we always when tag teams happen, we always find who's gonna be the first person out of the tag team that's gonna be a lot more productive solely on their own first. Like look at the Hardys, look at Edge and Christian, look at the Dudley Boys. Mm-hmm. All these guys that have split up in the past history decades have usually seen one or the other usually go for a singles title or be a lot more pre- prevalent. Singles were first, and they kind of come along later. Mm-hmm. For example, um, Edge and Christian. 
Edge, for instance, mm-hmm. we all knew Edge was the leader of that tag team. We knew Edge was going to be the guy coming at some point where he won Intercontinental titles, even when they were still in the tag teams, and then got pushed several years into the main event scene. Christian, mm-hmm. all the way to the back seat, took a little bit longer to get seasoned, and he ended up being champion in, in another company. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with the Hardys. Even we knew Jeff Hardy was a star, per se, but there were still some things he was missing. Matt Hardy, the same thing, but Jeff Hardy was a little bit more along the way. He ends up getting a WWE title reign at some point later on. Like I think it was like 08 or 09, um, where he was shooting with Triple H. Um, so it was like in a time where we were kind of lacking for star talent during that time. So we've seen these things constantly with tag teams, and that's 100% right. They, they will split this tag team at some point mm-hmm. uh, for them to go on their solo runs. And I think yeah, Jay would be a lot more prevalent mm-hmm. when it comes to him just continuing that path and – that's why I was saying on the start of this thing, it makes sense for this thing to end with him, with yeah. Jay. Like you said, that's kind of why I'm kind of ticked off that they don't have Trinity or Naomi as part of the bloodline yeah, yeah. in this entire storyline at all. She would have made sense. You wanted to do a, blood, a bloodline, have her come in and win the women's title when they all had titles. Yeah, that would have been, in my opinion, that would have been the best thing they could have done. They hold the main men's, they hold the tag team, they hold the main women's title, and Solo go and Solo there at one point in time was North American champion. There you go. Well, Tamina and Naomi would certainly have been great women's yeah. tag team champions. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the, the, the question I want to ask is Hold before, on. before, before. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll let me let me first recognize the chat new new member. Cody, what's up? Thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you very, very much. So, but now, but now, but now, let me bring in the man himself, Tribal Chief. What is good, CEO of the Bloodline Entertainment Network, Devin the Tribal Chief? What is happening, my brother? How are you doing tonight? Throw your ones up for the Tribal oh, Chief. Oh, what's going on, family? What's going on? Salute to y'all, man. What's going on? Hell of a night, hell of a night. We got some a lot of wrestling going on. Came at a good time. I I think I was sensing some tribal chief talk. I was like, my senses is going off. <laughs> so let, it feels about that time to go ahead and dive in. <laughs> yeah. You, you've heard of the Peter Tingle and the Spidey sense. Devin has tribal chief sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. That is, yes. That is right. That is right. But how y'all feeling, man? We're fantastic on a fantastic Friday here. Doing good. We're good. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah, you got to turn those goods into great. Come on, y'all. y'all some great. Yo, so we got Devin. <laughs> we got we got an, an honorary oose in the house tonight. You know, he does the first topic he brings up. He goes, "Fuck it, let's talk about the bloodline, dude." So I is mean, that like... right? Yeah, right. Oh, is that right? Honorary oose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 So, he so, was, yeah. so, so tribal chief, I want to pose the question to you. So uh, Nick Nick brought up the topic of the bloodline, and he says it's all based on Jay taking this belt off of the tribal chief. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? You already know my thoughts. I, I said I'm done trying to traject this story because it's always <laughs> swerves left and right, and I'm just enjoying the ride now. I'm in for it. Wherever this takes me, I'm down. I don't care about the destination. I'm down for the fucking journey right now. All right, so that's how good the story is. I can't traject. I, I just, I just can't because we just get true, immaculate, good, Emmy-worthy 
storytelling, you know what I'm saying? Any worthy storytelling from the tribal chief, the wise man, everybody that's included, and it benefits uh, some of the WWE roster too. So you look at KO and Sami Zayn, see that reception they got, you know, uh, tonight for the tag teams. It was beautiful. So yeah, yeah. I can't reject it. It's decided. <laughs> oh, you muted. You muted. Oh, my kid. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, no, I said, you saw what I said. I said, fine. It is decided <laughs> from the time. Yes, that is what I know exactly what I said. Cool. So we can leave the bloodline where the bloodline is going to be. Um, I guess, you know what? You can you can't reject one thing, Tribal Chief. Money in the bank. Are we going to get Roman in solo against the Usos? That's something you can reject. We might be heading there, or we might be heading with the Tribal Chief versus Jimmy Uso. It's 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 one or the other. I and I'm and I'm down for either or. Honestly, we can we can get that tag team match, brother versus brother. You know, solo against his brothers. It's just a family. You know, just a family civil war. I'm down for that. So either way, Tribal Chief checks Jimmy like, "Hey, know your role," or he checks him in the tag team match. Hey, know y'all role. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. My dude. My dude. Welcome in Tribal Chief. So, honorary. When does him in turn? Turn? My, 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 my Tribal Chief. My Tribal Chief. <laughs> yes. yes. You got it. You, let, me ask, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. By the way, I do not like that. Just to, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like the phrase. You know what I'm saying? They, they, that's their I'll decision. I can't, control, I can't control them. I can control what I can control. All right, so by the way, just clarify. Sorry, Paul Heyman on that one. My tribal chief, my tribal chief. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, my question is, so we were talking about if Tamina or um, Naomi would have been part of this whole thing. And my only thing with it is I felt that, obviously, like, Trinity could have easily been a part of this. Um, and that's where I think WWE missed the mark on that. But I think anyone else probably wasn't as worthy. I think Tamina, even though she's within like the actual bloodline, her her status to me is more of like she could have definitely benefited from it too. It's just more of like I don't think a lot of people would have wanted that though, just because of how her legitimacy like wasn't really there, in my opinion. Okay, that's what do you think? I would say the story is strong enough to. And that's the fact of as as I think that's point taken that you said people didn't well, are, are are not accepting of Tamina. I think the point could be said for Sammy when he got first included in the bloodline story, like why he's there, you know what I'm saying? Mm, and, my only thing and, to that, my only thing to that is we know what Sammy brings as far like I guess my, my whole point of saying it is obviously anyone can be carried by this, this storyline, obviously, but who else can add nuances and layers and stuff like that? With Sammy, although people were questioning this, you shouldn't have. Because with Sammy, we all know what he's going to bring. An entertainment layer value, which he absolutely did in many different parts while he was in it. So that's where, like, for me, I did ask people about that, and they were like, well, I don't understand why he's in it. It's like, but you don't understand what Sammy is bringing to the table here? Like, out of all this time, how many times, how many years has Sammy been a part of the WWE? And you're like, 
you know, oh man, he did this and he did that. And how many times these change his character over and over again? How many times these, you know, been good, been bad, and then how you don't understand his value by now? Uh, just puzzling to me. That's all. Just puzzling. That's that's fair enough. But I, I, I'm I'm just gonna stick to the point that the bloodline stories is is strong enough to get anyone over. And and if you're gonna say like who who else, then I and I just say it doesn't matter because I, I I say like the the story is strong enough to get anyone over. That's how like the you get it's one of the I say it's the best story I think in professional wrestling. Uh, because it's one of the the most talked about stories in, in professional wrestling, the character development that you took your time with the tribal chief to get to that status that he is right now for God mode. And now he has that trickle down effect to get everyone over that something John Cena couldn't fucking do because he buried people with his with his presence. Tribal chief, it's like, no, everybody gets to come and eat with me. You know what I'm saying? On my uh, island, though. Okay, um, that's the only John, that's the only part. Is John my <laughs> so, Tamina, if we was to get like if, if the Usos got kicked out and we got like a remix of Tamina and Naya, I would have been down for that just to see where would that take take us. You know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. Paul Heyman puts a spin. Maybe we get like uh, the Naya and 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 Tamina against Shayna and uh, and who else? Shayna and who else? What's her name? Wow. Rhonda, yeah, yeah. It's crazy <laughs> how relevant she is now because I forgot her fucking name. Now. I'm like, I'm like, who, who, who? Shayna and who? That girl, yeah, her. How, yeah, how about Tamina and Ava Rain for bringing bringing the Rock's own daughter to join the Bloodline? I mean, I'm with that. Look how they introduced Solo. So you know, hey, yeah. I'm with it. That'd be very yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, very, very, very much so. Cool. So I think we hit the bloodline good. Nick, you got anything else on the bloodline before we, we, we move out of them? I think that was everything. <laughs> cool. I mean, we can talk about the bloodline all day. I mean, it is. Like Devin, Devin says he thinks it's the most interesting story in wrestling. That makes my head spin. Like, what, what do you mean, my tribal chief? This is the most motherfucking interesting story in wrestling. It is the most interesting story in wrestling in, like, fucking... Since Seth Rollins hit Roman Reigns in the back with a fucking chair, all right? <laughs> Thus being the same people who make it interesting now made it interesting then. That's that's what these guys do. Most interesting story since what, where it is. I got to put it back up for my boy BC. Most interesting story since this. Probably WCW versus NWO, which got whack as fuck, quick as shit. Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon. Like, that's what this shit is. God mode, three years of God mode. Every single person he put, he gets in the ring with, gets over. Jay Uso is a main event. Jay, get the fuck out of here, dude. Come on. And now we got guys talking about how Jay Uso should be the one that's throwing the guy who's held the belt for over a thousand days. Insanity. But that's what God <laughs> mode does. Let's go. Let's keep it moving. First lady. Usually I would have swung it to you first, but since we had honorary Uso in the house, we went to honorary Uso. First lady. Whatever it is in the world of everything, what do you want to talk about? Well, first off, I got to give a shout out to the Phillies because they are back to 500 and uh, dominating over there. Um, <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to hold that. 
Oh boy, yes, Phillies. Oh boy, yeah, five hundred. Yes, uh. I mean, <laughs> hey, I take Ooh. the wins when they get there. You know, I mean, they really surprised everyone last year for ending up in the uh, World Series when I didn't think they was gonna make it to the World Series. I didn't even think they was gonna make it to the playoffs. So, all you, need is, a, you need is a ticket to the dance, right? And then you exactly. go from the number two so. wild card to the. I mean, I root for that shit show, so laugh away. Oh, on a Phillies roster just to be fighting to get five hundred. That's uh, that's how it rolls sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, that's how it rolls sometimes with the Philadelphia Phillies. I mean, I'm a uh, so I'm a Cowboys fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, boy. that's the everybody's reaction. Yeah, I'm a Cowboys fan that lives in Philly, so half yeah, what's half that? my fan. Oh, time out, time out, time out. <laughs> time out. How in the world did that happen? So, when I started watching football, um, it was wow. with my brother's house, he's a Cowboys fan, but I didn't start off as a Cowboys fan. Um, I just started off watching football and I um, started liking, I mainly liked Kurt Warner and that's so why I liked the Rams. Um, and that's of course around the time of the greatest show on uh, turf and everything. Um, so then I was like, okay, I'll just stick to the Rams because of Kurt Warner. But I, you know, I didn't realize in the NFL people get traded. So of course, Kurt Warner got traded, and then I didn't like, uh, I think it was Mark Bolger, who was the quarterback after Kurt Warner, uh, that I really wasn't a fan of. And so I was like, okay, I just watch football just to watch football. Um, so I met the Hubs, and he's a football. So everybody who watches football that I know in my family are Cowboys fans. So he's a Cowboys fan. So I kind of ease over. <laughs> but I'm overall a football fan. So when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I was happy for the city. So I'm overall just mainly a football fan, especially since I played fantasy football and stuff like that. Um, I talk ma mad trash about the Cowboys. So, you know, I've heard all the jokes and everything. And I, like I said, I talk trash about the Cowboys. I'm a Romo fan. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Dak Prescott. Um, I wish we had Jalen Hurts, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so that's how I became a Cowboys fan. But, like I said, I'm more of, like, a, I'm more of a football fan. So, I'm a realist, too. I, a lot of people in Philly who are Cowboys fans are Cowboys fans because they're Eagles haters. Uh, and they just like the troll. Um, but, yeah, I'm not one of those type of fans. <laughs> Yo, Nick, you're you're an East Coast guy. You said Connecticut. What? what I see the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, what is your representation? Mm -hmm. I guess you should have probably asked that before. Yanks and Jets. Who do you, who do you yeah. rep? Yankees, Yankees and Jets. So I get, yeah. I get all, I get all fronts sometimes. <laughs> so what, why not the uh, Giants instead of uh, why the Jets instead of the Giants? Giants are fine. The only reason why I'm a Jets fan at the moment, like, you know, because I loved Curtis Martin back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. That was my dude. That's who I, I I played that position in. You know, growing up playing football and the high school days, like you know. So Curtis Martin was like my idol. I would watch tape after him constantly. Um, 
you know, so that's where, again, that kind of, that's where the love comes from. Um, and Chad Morin, when I watched him live at a game, run back a kick and return for a touchdown, I was like, you know, just, and then my favorite color was green too. So that's how it kind of started. Um, and then Chad Pennington was a decent quarterback during my younger days of watching court, uh, football. Um, and then, yeah, the Jets have been great since. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still not going to be even with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Calm down. Um, let me let me let me ask you. What do you what do you now? We're well, that's a great segue. You got Aaron Rodgers today. <laughs> it came out. News came out that Aaron Rodgers rejected a trade to the Patriots because he specifically wanted to play for the Jets. Fucking crazy! I don't, I don't believe that nonsense. I gotta see some legitimate sources on that. It's because uh, Aaron Rodgers wanted to call, still wants to follow in Brett Favre's footsteps. Aaron <laughs> yeah, Rogers, like, why, he wants to be, he wants to win a Super Bill Bowl there be better. Yeah, I so think it's because of Bill Belichick. Yeah, he wants to win more than that. He's he's gonna be like Payton. He's gonna win one with another team and say, "Hey, look, I've won two. So it wasn't me in Green Bay." That's what he's going to do. Watch. That's fine by me. Um, with with that being said, when I first saw Aaron Rodgers going to get traded, you know, to the Jets, in particular, um, huh, Ryan, Nikki, I grew up a Bears fan, so so was my grandpa, and he was a Cubs fan. My great granddad was a Sox fan, and my auntie, which was a Bears fan, was married to a Packers fan. He do the math. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Listen, a lot of a lot of animosity. <laughs> that's an interesting family reunion, yo. Thanksgiving oh, yeah. must have been mm. interesting. You're probably writing novels. <laughs> that you uh, probably had around then. Like a short story out of that line that you made just now. <laughs> yes. Uh, but my honest opinion about Rogers going to the Jets was I thought it was a solid move. I just didn't like the compensation. They ultimately gave up for him. I don't think Rogers is going to. Ideally, Rodgers at the most will play three years, four years. So the compensation we gave up for him was kind of, I just feel, and I'm still like tossing and turning, like why we give up all the compensation? Um, yeah. For him, I mean, Rodgers. Well, look at this one. You got Randall Cobb too. <laughs> yeah, he was a free agent, you know. So we got Lazard also. I mean, Adrian, yeah, Adrian Amos too. Don't forget about it. You well, yeah, literally a couple of days ago. Packers yeah. be coming, Tuck, baby. Tuck, Tuck Carter blew his knee out. Um, so I mean, yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> yeah, it's about to be Green Bay East. But in in all retrospect, like the we couldn't have asked for a better situation. If it was going to be all that compensation, at least you're going to think about giving up all that compensation. Why not go after Lamar? So that's where I was kind of like in the thick of it. I'm like, yo, why didn't you go after Lamar? And I understand the cap situation and what he probably wouldn't have wanted after and all that, but it still would have made sense to go after, you know, that that guy on Lamar. But either way, we're here where we're at. I like Rodgers. I like he'll he'll keep the, the whole offense together at least, um, and we'll see how things play out. Love our defense. I think we could, you know, be a top three five unit in defense this year. And it all comes down to Rodgers doing what he did back when they won championship in Green Bay. Do what you got to do at QB position. Don't don't try to kill it. And let our defense handle things. We're going to be a complete balanced team, so let that all happen. You don't have to feel like you don't have to do all that much. Just keep the defense fresh, and you got to do what you got to do when it comes to late-game late, late game situations. Get it done. And that's how I can see so us. So when is Robert? 
will be win it. So when it's Salah out, so when Salah out as coach, will when this whole Aaron Rodgers thing doesn't work out, when is Salah out as coach and Aaron Rodgers blames the coach like he always does? Ah, uh, I don't I'm know sorry. about that. I think so. Here's where I here's where I stand when it comes to that situation. I think Rodgers has been was sour for the longest of time, and you know it. For the last four years, Rodgers has been sour because he didn't feel like the organization was putting weapons around him. They were just constantly doing everything opposite. Why did they draft Jordan Love? You know why, why did they draft AJ Dillon? Why did they overall not get him enough weapons around him? Yeah. So, so again, like that's where I think at least with the Jets for the short term right now. You're looking at that and be like, hey, we're bringing these people around you because we believe in you and you're saying that's what you want and we're listening. So it's like, again, like the Packers, I feel for the longest, just didn't listen to Rodgers and they didn't really want to. So it wasn't his distasteful for the, co- the coach because after a while they mended that relationship after they started winning games and yelling together. But in terms of the organization with Aaron Rodgers, he has a completely different relationship. I think that the last the last several years, we've seen that play out where he has not been happy because, look, you haven't done anything for him So as far as bringing in talent. So that's where I stand with that. But like I said, as, as the Jets stand right now, I don't see them being a, a winning a Super Bowl at the moment. We just got to let that thing, thing, thing play out. Um, we will be a very interesting division winner because I kind of see how things playing out with Miami and Buffalo. Miami needs Tua. They need, need Tua. Tua needs to stay healthy. Um, and then Josh Allen in Buffalo, we've seen them just be choking the last couple of years. And it's not like that team got a whole lot better this off this past offseason. They re-signed some of the same defensive talent that we saw. Um, and they, they all they did was basically in the draft was they drafted um, – who's that kid from Florida on offensive line? Great run blocker. Um, I forgot. Oh, Tyrone's Torres? No, he went to Buffalo. Torres. He's a good – yeah. No, you know, he went to Buffalo. Um, yeah, and Dalton King State, obviously which hopefully they use Dalton Kincaid in a a good way. But they didn't really upgrade this team in general in Buffalo, so I'm not scared of this team. We beat them last year without a solid quarterback. Um, So the division itself, like the Jets can still get a whole whole stranglehold on it. I'm not going to hold my breath there and win the division. I just definitely think we're a wild card team at this moment. And the Jets, the Jets were a wild card team last year without a quarterback. Think, I mean, they weren't actually in the wild card team, but if they had Aaron Rodgers last year, they would have been a quarterback. Now you have a very nice wide receiver room. At the end of the day, though, you're not going to win the division. That's all Buffalo's. Buffalo was fucked up in the head last year. Like, I don't, not not because of um, respectfully disagree. Josh Allen had some sort of fucked up year last year. He turned into Brett Favre. He threw more inner Josh. Quote me on this. Josh Allen threw more interceptions last season than he will ever throw again in his career. He does. Uh, he mm-hmm. that'll never happen. I don't not think that the Jets are a good team. Nine and eight, ten and seven, sure. But at the end of the day, you got to run through Patrick Mahomes, and you got to run through mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, and, yep. and and obviously you have to run through the Buffalo Bills. Not yeah. you, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers. It's, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just not going to happen. I, I get, mean, he, I get why he was. I, I would give us the Chargers' chance to beat those teams, but like I was saying, we are a wild card team at this moment in time yeah. until we prove otherwise. So I'm not gonna. We, I, I, I give us an opportunity with this division because, I, like I said, I don't believe in Buffalo for them to really. I think they're taking a step back this year. I'm gonna call it right now. Um, I think they're taking a step back. They already did it last year by losing in Cincinnati. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think this team is Super Bowl contending-ish, in my opinion now. I think they are built to be a decent playoff team, but they ain't going to no Super Bowl just like right now us. So I feel we're in the same boat fighting for a division. I think Miami's just a half step behind. Tua's healthy. Different story. I think they're a good team with Tua healthy. But I think division is more closer than you think. I don't think it's Buffalo here and the rest here. I think it's more neck and neck with Buffalo at the moment, but we'll see. Yeah, I can see 11 and 6, 10 and 7, 10 and 7, or 11 and 6, 9 and 8, 10 and 7, 9 and 8. My, Delvin Cook's going to Miami. That will happen. That offense is going to be fucking ridiculous. They improved on defense. Yeah, yeah proof of that. <laughs> it's gonna if, he, if he goes to Miami, that will help out too, man, because he needs to yeah. get help. I don't think – I think it makes sense for him to go to Denver, Cook. We're talking about Cook. I think it would make sense for him to go to Denver. Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo they, don't have, they don't have the cap space. Buffalo, Kansas City, they don't have the cap space. Um, you only need him one so year I, to win that Super Bowl. You only need him one year again, to win that. But he doesn't care Bowl. about the Super Bowl. He wants to get paid because he's fucking pissed. Because right, he's like, I have been a top five fucking rusher in this league for the last four years. And you're going to disrespect me and cut me before I'm due my money? He's not just going to go and sign off one year on a whim, I'm going to go for a Super Bowl. No, he's right. going to say, someone's going to get hurt in training camp, Hopkins. and you're going to fucking yeah, pay me. Big man. He big man. Like Hopkins. Yeah. He's going to like make him regret that. Hopkins wants $15 million, I heard. Like, so it, so yep. it, we're talking about that situation. It's like, okay. like, But I think Denver will make a little bit more sense when it comes to team concept, when it comes to them continuing to get themselves into a point where they can contend. Um as far as like they need someone, Javante Williams, I don't think he's gonna be ready for week one, week four, week eight. So that's where that's why I think Devin Cook can slide himself into a role where he was last year and I think he could do work and I think Denver can be become a, a wild card team um this year. Yo, G G, you were shaking your head hard when we were talking about Buffalo. It seems like I, last year I predicted Buffalo to win the Super Bowl. I predicted Buff, Josh mm-hmm. Allen to win the MVP. Patrick Mahomes is my dude. We all know I love Patty yeah. Daddy. <laughs> but I predicted <laughs> Buffalo last year. Graydon, you were shaking your head hard as hell when we were talking about Buffalo falling down a little bit. Talk to us. Well, because – well, it was pretty much the – not just the Buffalo hate, but also the – putting Aaron Rodgers on a pedestal higher than what he should be. The man's old. I mean, honestly, the man's getting too old, too beat up. He left the division so he wouldn't get injured and crippled. (laughs) So, I mean, that's the thing. Every quarterback has a down year. This last year was Josh Allen's down year. What are they going to do without Brian DeBull? This was that year. Brian DeBole made helped made Josh Allen, and his first year without him was horrible. But you're gonna learn to bounce back from that, and you're, that's what Super Bowl contenders are all about: bouncing back from the adversity, and going to win that championship. This adversity of Josh Allen, yes, he's gonna get past that and going to be a top five quarterback. Maybe even hit that hurdle of Patrick Mahomes is my kryptonite. Let's get this. Let's do this. Patty Daddy is everybody's motherfucking kryptonite. All right. Like, let's, not, let's not forget that. When he's done with his career, 
he is yo to me he's already a top six quarterback mm-hmm. of all time maybe top five when he is the most skilled quarterback i have ever seen in my life all right he's already had two super bowl rings he he lost and one to the goat all right yeah. he'll win another two he'll go down with four it he'll go down top four all time when we're talking about this tent when people are doing podcasts 15 years from now They'll be talking about Brady. They'll be talking about Manning. They'll be talking about Mahomes. And they'll be talking about Montana. Those are the four they're going to be talking about. That's how good Mahomes is. And Josh Allen, you're right. Mahomes is his kryptonite. Joe Burrow. (laughs) Joe Burrow seems to be Mahomes' kryptonite. Like, Like, it didn't happen this year. But, like, that's the guy who Mahomes, I think, needs to ultimately worry about the most is Cincinnati. They're the scariest team to me for Patty, daddy. What do you think yeah. will happen with their running back situation, Cincinnati? Joe Mixon's going to play. He'll be from day one. He's not going to get charged. At least, like, Camara last year, when he beat the shit out of that guy, he's, he, has still, he still ain't been charged. Nothing has happened. <laughs> like, we're a year and a half into it. We're still sitting there like, do I draft him? Do I not draft him? What's going to happen with Camara? Is he going to get suspended? That was last year during this time. This year, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon draft him. He was a top 10 running back last year. He's a mm-hmm. fucking stud with the ball in his hand. He catches the ball. Draft, I'm telling you, draft Joe Mixon. And right now his ADP is so low. He's going, and when we're doing, me and Nick are lucky enough to be in Scott Fishbowl. It's got are both nines, as we discussed earlier. Joe Mixon's going like fifth, sixth round. It's crazy, dude. Like, I love Joe Mixon. See him go on at seven sometimes. And I've seen Kamara go to like the ninth. Yep. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're talking fantasy football. I mean, I guess this is the perfect segue to bring the man himself in, a roto slapper himself in. I guess our honorary Oos of the night's got some beef with this guy. Awesome Twitter shit. I don't know. But yo, <laughs> greets. What's greets. good? It's a slap for of rotos. Thank you for that one. What's up, baby? Welcome. <sighs> What's going on? We were just talking in some fantasy football. Devin Cook, Joe Mixon. Devin asked uh what what happens with Cincinnati's running backs. What happens with Joe Mixon? I said fucking draft him. We're talking about Alvin Kamara a year and a half. Still ain't been suspended. Draft Joe Mixon. What's your take? Yeah. Uh, I mean, right now you are. I think he's reasonably priced, too, right now. So that's the thing. So you're kind of – there's a little – the risk is kind of built into his price. If you knew Joe Mixon wasn't in trouble, you're not getting Joe Mixon where you're getting Joe Mixon. That's So, yeah. I like it. Love it. Love it. Nice uh, shirt, streets. by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. the Scott Fishbowl shirt. Yeah. I figured I'd wear it today. Kick it a little bit. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. That's dope. And I don't know how it brings people into this, too. It's, it's wild how it randomly selects where they pop up and shit. It's, uh... Yeah, I have him as RB15 right now. If, he yeah. w- if I knew he was playing, I'm not, I'm not a Chase Brown guy. So if I knew if I knew there was no issues off field, whatever that whole spiel is, and he's good to go day one on that team, I'm take yeah, I'm taking him well ahead of Najee Harris. I can tell you that who I have ahead of him right now. So that little cloud hanging over him is the only thing that I need a little bit more 
uh, clarity on. But you just and said each, it. Look at look each, at tomorrow. Each day, but you go by the mixing situation becomes less cloudier though. Because... Sort of. You don't hear about it, I guess. So that's good. No news might be good news in this mm. circumstance. Like it's not Camaro. I'm not as worried. That one, I'm sure something he's getting suspended. Mm. Okay. So, so, so where do you take Camara then? When? How many games do you think he's going to get got for? Well, Roger Goodell is going to spin his random reel of justice is what he's going to do. And just who knows how many games it's going to be. It could be two. A video could come out um, that's even worse, and he just gives them two for it. Or he gives them the season. You, I, I have no idea with Roger Goodell. I'm just going to plan on eight. Seems to be the, the, uh, the set. The safe number, I guess I could call it. Right? Okay. That's where I'll price him. I'm going to prepare for eight games off. Could go on a whole other year. If it goes to trial, sure. I just don't know if Goodell's going to want that hanging around this. Like, could that could that become an exemption list thing then if it goes to trial? Like, I don't know. It's been, a fucking, it's been a fucking year and a half. I mean, I like, what, what the fuck? Let's see what Brian says. The NFL is so backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that. It really yep, is. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, it's facts, it's very man. Very backwards. But, but, if you gamble, but if you gamble on a college football You're game, done. you get suspended <laughs> for it. a fucking year. <laughs> Riddle me that, Batman. Riddle me that. That's, I'm done. I'm not doing Kamara. Could he be value if he plays? Hell yeah, he could be value where he plays. I'm putting him in a spot. I know he's going to get drafted before um, it gets to me, but that's a, that's a purposeful rank. So I don't have any. I'm not. I just don't want to. I hate the whole like circuit court thing. It drives me insane. Like what? So he gets suspended, and then they appeal, and then it goes to the circuit court, and then like this whole nonsense that takes place with this. I'm just not. I don't even. The Zeke thing rubbed me the wrong way with that. I remember Brady and Zeke both, I think, had to deal with that. So, like, I'm not. I'm good. I so won't where, have them. Not going to have any shares. I'll where, take, in draft, where in a draft at the moment do you say you pull the trigger on Kamara, though? I, if he fell yeah. into, like, the hundreds where, let's see. So you're talking about, what, 10th round? Yeah, somewhere probably around there. Round. I'd say I'd say around ten. for sure. Hundreds is in the eighth and the ninth. I mean, yeah. eight times twelve is ninety six. You got eight to nine right there if you're following yeah. the hundreds. Nine, ten. That sounds about right. Yeah. Maybe nine. Yeah. Let's say the, the risk is probably right there. Right, kind of where I probably have the other guys. So I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. As the other "quote unquote" fantasy football guy, I'm all in with Camara around the fucking eighth or ninth round. The reason being is this: if he gets suspended early in the season, I think the Saints last year I had him in the final four of my predictions. I was well off. This year, getting Carr, I think they're going to be a better, more legitimate team. Dennis Allen might be a better coach. So contingent on Dennis Allen. If he's a shit show coach like he was last year, they ain't going to do shit. But if he's actually an okay coach. Adding Carr is going to make that team better. Thus, Kamara could help you win a fantasy football championship if he's suspended early in the season. So guys like Kamara, guys like Kyler getting late, you know, not late, but getting in those guys around the 8th, ninth, 10 round, I don't mind grabbing, stashing, but you got to make sure then you hit on your 11th, your 12th, your 13th, your 14th round picks. So you can surround those guys with quality guys that you could play 
when they're out. So it's very important. But I personally don't mind grabbing a Kamara or a Kyler. I know he's the face. They run the fantasy space. But this guy doesn't mind it. That's good. I'm glad. Look, I, I think I'll be – I'm not going to be – It's there's going to be people that take them and call it value. So, yeah, that's fine. It just won't be me. <laughs> it just won't be me. Uh, you so do have, you, and I do me. Yep. Like, I'm going to pretend that he's just – You sometimes when you rank, you just put a guy in a certain spot. You know he's not making it there. And that you just do that purposely so that I don't even have to deal with it almost. Like someone else takes them, not on my team. I'll pretend I'll move on. I'll find somebody else and we'll be good. And yeah, my school of thought is if, if if it's a guy like Kamara that's falling that far down the draft board, there's a there's becomes an opportunity cost where you have to get you have you just have to draft that prayer at that point and find out what happens. Like if you're telling me last year with the Hopkins situation, we knew he was gonna be spending for six games. Where would you take him then? Around the same point where I think we're talking about. Probably even eighth round. Because we know what Hawkins could potentially do still. And he did pretty fine last year after his suspension. So there's certain players that you're like, hey, I think they're game changers. And if I take them at this rate, and then all of a sudden, second half, hey, boom. I made a very, very smart decision over the rest of my league mates because they didn't take them when they wanted to take them. So... I just think opportunity cost opens up at some point for certain players like this. Yeah, but here's the thing: your fantasy is is so it's so makeshift. So well, you know. So here's I think that's why it's worth the worth the the gamble for for Alvin. There, it it might be, but you have to remember that this guy was also second worst in rushing EPA last year, and he's 28 years old, and now they just drafted a running back who might be better than him by next year at this time. So, and now they have three running backs. So Alvin Jamal's Kamara has there. to make, yeah, they get Jamal six a year. That's right. Correct. Yeah. So now you, you, what do you, so you're, you, you, he has to emerge out of a committee when you use this pick too now. And there's a chance if he's suspended eight weeks, the rookie comes in and looks great and he's not taking a seat now. So now what you have is a running back committee and you have a low volume Kamara that you wasted Pick eighty yeah, in, a, in a vacuum. Yeah, that sounds. He's only nice. catching balls. You take Kendrick Miller. Like, if he does not get the targets, like thirteen round. Like that, that. That's. That's honestly, I'd probably still take that. It's more of I already have my two running backs for the most part. It's more of bringing upside to your lineup. I understand how Kamara finished. He fizzled out last year, but there's still a role in which Kamara can still play, and that's they know Kamara is a great pass catching back. And you know he'll definitely have to play that still in order to really be, you know, how 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 value you can still be. Um, I think Kamara still has it. It's just more of when when do I want to draft him? Will I be drafting him fifth, sixth round? Absolutely not. Will I draft him ninth, tenth round? As, and I already have my established starters? Absolutely. And if it and if it doesn't go well there, that's fine. If my first eight guys, whatever, I already have, I have that. It's just all about bringing upside to your lineup when the opportunity is there. Yep. Yeah, no, no, you're not wrong at all. You're, you are not wrong at all. I, I know I'm a little distracted right He's now. He's going to need – there's no Evan's doubt. Reaction. He got all three of the titles on him. All yeah. three of the titles. The drive oh, the oh, Yes. That's what I wanted. Just hold all three of them. Just I know. Just arrogant with it. Like, fuck you, three of them, bitch. <laughs> oh, with that ugly-ass ugly WWE logo. 
logo on it too. Every different version, three of a kind with it too. Just uh, yes. Oh boy, that's always fun. I, it's always fun when Roman Reigns comes out. He looks fucking great. They said, they said, well, I don't follow follow the dirt sheets at all. I I do. Yo, on bloodlinenetwork.com, we will have some great wrestling dirt sheet news coming as of next week. But I personally don't follow the dirt sheets. But the dirt sheets was reporting that Paul Heyman was going to be walking out with the two belts around his arms while Tribal Chief held his belt just for presentation. Yo, First Lady. What do you think about this presentation we got going on right now? What do you think about Roman three belts? Should he have three or should he have one? I mean, he's a heel, and so he has to be, he's the head of the table. So three belts kind of make sense. I mean, I was, I also heard the dirt sheet as far as um, Paul Heyman holding the two belts and then um, Roman holding the actual belt, quote unquote. I love it. You know, I mean, his job is for us to acknowledge him and for uh, and for, you know, those who don't like him to boo him. So if I was the tribal chief, I would carry all the belts. I'll grab retired belts off a WWE shop and have solo carry the uh, solo carry them as well. So, you know, I love it. Uh, And he's wearing the jacket that says a thousand days. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm completely fine with it. The title looks really good, though. The that black and it looks like it, the diamond, the little diamonds on there are black on that <laughs> WW on that W logo. So they're 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 all sexy belts. This belt, all four belts they brought in. And JD, first of all, mad props. Russell Brett, Thursday nights live right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Go back, give the show a like, subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. But the first lady did what she does and killed it as always. WWE for four new belts. I think the presentation of those belts is sexy as fuck. What do you guys think? Completely agree. I totally agree. It's it is it needs to be presented as the three, the the, the complete. I have the complete set now. There yeah, you I said go. I need to. It makes sense. <laughs> why we have three of a kind? I get it now. Well, and I was like, if it's gonna, if you're gonna do like this, this third version of a gold belt of the same well, logo, then he needs to hold all three with well, it. Then there you go. I'm with it. My only, my my only question is, why does the women's one say women's undisputed champion? And not just women's champion. Didn't it the, does. I, yo, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And I'm probably wrong. But what I saw was I saw the I saw I'm probably wrong, but I seen both I seen a men a men's and a women's and a men's and a women's belt look exactly the same. Like I seen which is cool. So you had like uh I think it was Seth's and Asuka's look the same and Rhea's and Roman's look the same. But then they were opposite on opposite shows, so I was confused about that. So no, maybe, oh yeah, I thought it was Oscar. I think Oscar and um, Travel Cheese Belt are the same. Rhea has the same belt design as Seth yeah. Rollins, and it's yeah, sure. I checked. It's sure. WWE Women's Champion and World Women's Champion. Mm, okay. The, um, oh, yeah, because I was the trying to figure out what, what's the because, uh, the difference between the two when brands. You, when you put when they put it on Oscar and they showed it up close, it said, it said world, it said women's undisputed champion. I'm going, how is she the undisputed champion? She 
didn't beat Rhea for both belt for the other belt. But like that was my only takeaway from the title. I agree with you though, Tim. They look awesome. It it's about time the men's and women's titles are branded together, look exactly identical. Like I kind of liked when they brought the the red and blue face plates behind it to signify, oh, here's Raw's, here's SmackDown. Same way when the Universal strap changed from red to blue when it went to SmackDown. I kind of that presentation kills it. I'm looking forward to what they do with the tag titles. Are we going to get a design that's similar to the other yes. two and look like that? Or are we going to get something that looks more like, say, the women's tag belts, their design? Because I kind of like that design of their, of their tag belts. I think belt. it'll be the W. So, nice. They'll combine it and they'll be the W. I don't know any of this. I'm an, a, <laughs> I'm an AEW guy now. Oh, I'm an AEW fan now, right? I'll give you all you need to know on AEW. That means he watches his boy. He watches his boy. That's all that means, my man. I can't wait to hear this. I'm JD, so that means so you're saying it's gonna be like the old NXT title where it's the gigantic accents, just gonna be a big, huge W for the tag team. Yeah, because of Brandon. Well, one of them has part of the W, the other one has the other W, and they just put them together. No, but no, I think it's going to be the W mainly because of branding. I mean, the the best thing that happened to them was when they gave the belt to Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes wore the belt every damn wear. And so, you know, if it had the other design, you know, it wouldn't be identical. But because they had the big W on there, you know, he wore it around. People like, oh, what is he wearing? Let me check it out. Boom. You get potentially someone else to tune in and watch your show so i think with the tag team belts it'll be that it'll be that big w okay oh (laughs) i hope not so so this is it just just let it it be for like roman championships like i'm cool with that and then for the ladies but not not for the we had like the well that's what i'm asking if you're ever For the yeah, tag title, yes, because if we go brand, just to go that, that, doing that the stuff. same type of, if you're doing the same type of title branding for both things like the men's and women's ones, why not brand the men's and women's take belts the same? I kind of like that design of the women's take belt. They're their faceplate. Go with something like that. Sure. Better than the big pennies. It's better than those big dimes that they're yeah, carrying around. Yeah. God. Well, plus they're fig- they're thinking about redoing the women's belt. Anyway, I think uh, the dirt sheet was saying that they're thinking about combining the NXT and WWE women's tag team belts. Yeah, they are. They don't really do anything with well, they the are tag doing team, it, right? They are doing, doing it. Uh, are they? Yeah. They did. Yeah, the unification yeah. coming up. Unification okay. match. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. It's going down I missed wrong, that right? memo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they set that up like last. What was it? Last week? Last, last Friday, week. Yeah, up? last Friday. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, we doing this. And I was probably the NXT team beat them down. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, it would be great if Elba and Isla won. We all know that shit ain't, ain't going down at all. Let me, no. let, me ask you, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you guys a question. So Street spoke on AEW a little bit. Nick, you said you <laughs> fell you fell out of wrestling bit. for you fell out of wrestling for a while. All okay. right. You got back into it a little bit. You love this bloodline storyline. Do you watch AEW? Do you have a take on AEW? Yeah, so I mean, for a while I was watching AEW in the beginning because there was a lot more of those guys that funneled from WWE to AEW, but there was also some nice talent that I've watched before being AEW. So, like, 
Jungle Boy and you know Darby Allen and you know these guys have watched for a little bit while. Um, so I mean, yeah, like MJF. So like, <laughs> you know, I do like what AEW is doing. It's just obviously the bloodline story is like literally taking oh, over. But um, as far as AEW goes. I'm looking forward to see like a Kenny Omega thing because when Kenny Omega was before he got hurt, like he was like he, he was so he was like almost must watch TV as well because I liked his storyline when it came to him and, and Hangman and the tag team, mm-hmm. like him taking over other titles in other places and even going to Impact, like you know, and Don Callis, like you know, like all those different storylines that came with him with that. And what I find what I find with Kenny Omega is like he could he's Part of he he's someone you could just mold into anything as well and make Shit. it really look good. Him with the elite, yeah, the elite's fine. But oh no, yeah, I watch AEW. I've been pretty keen on it. Um, what, can, I, can I ask you? Can I ask you a deeper question than that? Yeah, so please. clearly you want you you're an indie guy because you mentioned Jungle Boy and Darby and MJ after you know. Well, I've watched some indie. I'm not. I'm I'm in. I'm. I'm in it, but I'm not like crazy. In it, which is cool. Which is cool because that's not where I was going. Where I was going with was this. You mentioned Kenny Omega, and you thought he was a star in AEW. I don't think Kenny really ever reached his peak in AEW that he was in New Japan. Do you want to see Kenny Omega in the Young Bucks in WWE? <laughs> and we could spin that to the panel, actually, because I think that's a fine okay. panel question. I will, I think Kenny Omega deserves to be in WWE. I like the Young Bucks. I just there's just something missing about them. That the could the, they do well in WWE too? Yeah. I just think they're they're still missing something to make them like cream of the crop. You know, like if you plot them into WWE, they'll still find ways to be a great tag team and still find ways to. You know, you know, probably win a few championships here and there. It's just, I guess it's simple, similar to what the Usos were before, you know, they entered to this storyline where they're a productive tag team. They've won several tag team championships and stuff like that. But they were missing another level to them and be, being being a top-tier talent. And I think that's what the Young Bucks are. are so I think, I, think, I think it's fair to say that Kenny Omega coming over would be fine on his own. If he came oh, over yeah. with the Young Bucks, it would elevate them. Young Bucks need Kenny Omega to be elevated, is basically what I'm hearing from you. I agree. Yes. That awesome. Be, be um, Buster, my boy G, let's go to you next. What's your take on this? Well, um, I agree. WWE, Young Bucks to WWE. What do you think? It's, there's a reason that WWE is the pinnacle of sports entertainment or professional wrestling as we know it. There's a reason why everyone's dream is to go there and headline WrestleMania. Could you really say you're one of the greatest if you haven't done that? If if you haven't even stepped foot in the WWE, could you in today's world? Could you actually say that? I I mean, Muda. We can agree, Muda. Great Muda is one of the greatest without ever stepping a foot in the WWE. But I'm talking today's current batch of stars. Could you say that any of these guys would be? Huge like Ome- it used to be AJ Styles. Yeah. When he showed up at that Royal Rumble, we all fucking freaked out. It's been seven yeah. fucking years. And it it yeah. Kenny Omega. It's 
Yeah, no, exactly. It, it is, exactly. He needs to do what AJ Styles did to be what AJ Styles is. Yeah. AJ Styles was never the guy he was until he came to WWE and proved his worth. Fuse with Johnson, fuse with Roman Reigns, world championship. Yeah. Kenny, keep going, Ben Buster. My bad. And it, it looks like, too, that with Seth, we're getting probably the Prince back. We might be getting Prince Devitt, that character, back again. Because if we do, this would be the perfect time for Kenny to come in, feud with. Him, Cody, and Finn. And and you know what? Throw AJ in there, too. Throw all three of them in there. All four of them. Battle for the club. And, and decide Gallows and Anderson where they go. But with the Bucks, I think there's... They couldn't get over by themselves as Generation Me and, and, and Impact. And Impact gave them all the tools to succeed there. They did. That was on them. Yeah. And then um, the only thing... The only reason they're a top your talent at AEW is because they book themselves that way. They're the executive vice presidents. They book themselves that way. Well, like, would they be anything without Kenny? Listen, I'm not going to go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't go that far. I think that's that's a little little far. Because then it's like Cody Cody Rhodes can somewhat say some of those same things about himself. No, because we think Cody Rhodes is really that standout talent. I think the Young Bucks have stand out. Cody Rhodes with the main belt when he was an EVP. Cody Rhodes got over the way he is because of his affiliation with these guys in the Bullet Club. And while we continue this conversation, we brought in a a guest, a brother. We brought in a bloodline brother, baby. Our boy, Cage My IQ, Dan Bakley. Throw your motherfucking ones up. Just came home from the flash with his kid. Brother, we're talking. We've been all over the place tonight. We I thought this is what you're talking about when you were uh, the honor, the, the Uzi thing. I thought, uh oh, now what, what did I do to piss off Bakley? Well, now what did I say? Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, no. Bakley's <laughs> the honorary use, dude. No, we got we got Nick in here as the honorary use this evening, coming, hanging out with the bloodline. Thank you for tuning coming in. But Bakley, how was the what play? It was very good. I, I enjoyed a lot of the nostalgia with it. There's a lot of Easter eggs. I don't want to give anything away, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, don't no spoil spoilers. my Tuesday episode. No don't spoil my yep. Tuesday episode. We won't spoil yeah. it. Yes, no, no spoilers, no spoilers, no. of course. But thank oh, you. Oh, that's what it on. was. Hertz, Olave, um, and Brees Hall. That's what me and Bakley went on and on about a week ago. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I said the honorary oost was upset with you for is because you're not uh, – it's a Twitter thing. There's there's not engagement on, on the same side, so – I think uh, you'll have to go ahead and find our guy right here. And if you don't know, now you know. At Nick underscore Wilcox 25. Get at him. Honorary who's in the building. But, Bakley, we talked a little WWE, some fantasy football, some bloodline in the ring. We're talking AEW right now. Does Kenny Omega need to come to WWE to really solidify his career? Yes. And we're going to let Ben Buster finish what he was saying. Go high, Graham. Um, I... Pretty much, Kenny does have to solidify his career in the WWE. Like we're talking, AJ did. It's the there's a reason why it's the pinnacle of sports entertainment. If Kenny doesn't come there, will he be this big star? Yeah, because of New Japan. But it, it would always be that. Could he have hacked it in WWE? Could he have been a WWE guy? Could he gotten over in WWE? There's always that stigma there, and that's when you want to go there. So. When those questions are being asked, like I mean, think about all the feuds he could have that he hasn't had yet. 
him and Seth, him and Roman. I, I mean, I mean, think they think KO, think Sammy, think LA Knight. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To think about, think I don't about know, shit. Men. But the question is, how long is he in NXT for before he jumps to the main roster? Or are they just going to main roster him? You right go away. right away. You got to go right away. Even though it's a different style than AEW or New Japan. Yeah. Have to go right away. I, yeah, just look you, at AJ. Right You'd away. ruin that. You'd ruin the debut, the pop, everything out of him. You know yeah. what? You know what? I was going to swing down to the fucking Bakley. But I'm gonna swing the U streets. You just said you'll ruin the pop. You'll ruin the everything. As the yeah. casual, as the casual here, talk to us about it. Kenny yeah. Omega, the Young Bucks, creators of AEW. Cody Rhodes created it. But let's be honest. What is the elite gonna do in WWE streets? You, I've heard nothing yeah, from you guys for a long, 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 long time. For years, I've heard this now about Kenny Omega, in in New Japan and everything and blah and this and that and I still I'm like three episodes in on AEW so I've seen Kenny Omega for a matter of 15 total minutes still in my entire life so not the expert but he right now I've I think this is the analogy I use and I use it every time on him he's Kurt Warner playing for the Iowa Barnstormers in the Arena League right now he's not in the NFL he has to go to the NFL to prove that he could be the guy. And you don't send him to the AFL. He goes right to the NFL. And like I said, I think it, for, as a casual, I'd be excited. I would tune in to that Raw or to whatever that pay-per-view is just to see that. But like, if he's going to go to NXT first and then the call, I'm not going to watch it. You'd kill it. You would just ruin it. Like the whole, yeah. it wouldn't be as like, it wouldn't be the biggest pop that you would get if you just got to bring him right away. Spitting fucking facts streets fucking shit first lady first lady follow streets what, what do you guys say on this topic as far as kenny and the elite going to wwe and everything yeah um so the thing is it just really depends on how they would be booked uh just because someone goes over to the wwe oh. doesn't mean they automatically are going to be booked like top level um so i mean with when aj styles came over to wwe you know he was booked highly and everything like that and now at a certain period of time he kind of fell down and then i'm so sorry first lady no no i have it on mute are we watching the same thing right now well i'm a little behind but i have it on mute I put my I shit on mute too. The yo, my face, my face. Jay just super kick. Travel chief, Jimmy solo. Oh, let's go. Tag match. Money in don't the worry, bank. Nick. Oh, I'm breaking up. Let's motherfucker go. We're on the same page with this. I don't hit. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I, I knew that was gonna happen. I just knew it. I just, I just knew it was. I knew it was gonna happen. Yo, Man, that was the time for young bucks to come in and do a super kick party. Yo, really quick though, there was a hell of an awesome. ending to SmackDown. <laughs> Before we talk about that, our boy Honorary Oost for the evening, he's gonna take off. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Where can the people find you, my dude? So you guys can follow me on Twitter at Nick underscore Wilcox25. Um, you guys can hit my inbox. You guys can you know, tag me I on Twitter and get engage, answering questions, whatever have you. It's all about the community. I appreciate just being here and um, looking forward to being on here again real soon. 
I'm sorry, I'm late. We got no, we only got an Elvin Kamara thing, so we'll have to do it again. Yeah, we, will, we will do it again. We'll do it again on Roto Slappers. <laughs> We're going to have Nick and TBQ Sports on with us. We are going to do a live mock draft on air. We might upload it. We'll we'll figure that out. But we are definitely going to hook up again with Nick and the boys at TBQ Sports. Bro, it was a pleasure to have you on these airwaves with the bloodline tonight, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Look forward to doing business with you in the future, man. I'll throw my one to you right now. Have a fantastic night. <laughs> <laughs> you too, my dude. Go out and follow Nick, man. At Nick underscore Wilcox 25, man. Have a great night, my dude. Good guy right there. Good guy right there. Yeah, we were talking about, yo, Devin, that shit was wild as fuck. Holy JD. shit. Holy, Holy shit. shit. Holy it shit. It was happening. I knew it was happening. I knew we was going to get team versus team. I'm just saying, though, right? Just just one Uso versus Uso for SummerSlam. That's all I want. I thought we was going to get that. Oh, you know, I think, I think so we'll hard. get it at SummerSlam. I think fucking, it's going to eventually happen. Fucking traitors. Fucking traitors. <laughs> it's gonna eventually happen. I hate y'all. Sammy. Jimmy J. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate y'all. I think traitors. it's going to happen. You know, you just have to. Nothing. The breakdown, you know, it's you gotta gotta take things one step at a time. I'm you, it's I had a feeling it was. It's all because of a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I had a feeling that um, it was going to be the tag tag team versus tag team at Money in the Bank. I just had that feeling. Mm, that was fucking juicy, juicy. First lady, you were talking about Kenny and the Young Bucks, the WWE. It's got to be some main roster shit, right? No NXT. Yeah. Do we do we go right into a feud with? Well, I guess they're not the bloodline no more. So what do you what do you do with Kenny Omega? What are you doing with him when he debuts? Like I said, like I was saying, it depends really on. Um, it really depends on how they book the how they book. Just because, like I was saying, just because someone goes to WWE doesn't mean that they're going to be booked highly. I mean, look at how LA Knight started off being booked. Uh, you know, it, it was a bit wonky at first, and then they're starting to get it together. Um, even even if we're talking strictly Triple H, I mean, look at Karrion Cross, look at Bray Wyatt, look at the people who he had brought back, how he's booking them top row as well. Um, so it could be he could be they could be booked strongly like Co- uh, like Cody Rhodes or they can be like used just to kind of like be put there um look at the brawling brutes uh you know with Sheamus just had a a banger match with him Drew and um and Gunther and then you see the regression slowly of um the brawling brutes down to you know the mainly dealing with the tag team division. So, like I said, just because someone is in uh, WWE doesn't mean they're going to be booked very similar to Cody Rhodes. Because what always happens is, while there is a Cody Rhodes, there has to be someone that, you know, not really have, uh, that kind of gets, like, a, a opportunity taken away. So, I would say definitely put them on. It just really depends on the buzz that happens. Um, because while we had a lot of buzz around Cody, there was buzz with AJ Styles. 
um, there was people who they grabbed from NXT who they put, I mean, from overseas that they put into NXT, like Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn mm-hmm. Balor, people like that. Because um, it really, like, because you have to assume that while there's people like us who know who the elite and Kenny Omega is, you know, the casuals who normally watch WWE, they more likely don't have no idea who um, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega is. Um, so it's just it's just really hard as far as with WWE because the biggest thing is is that casual crowd. You can throw you know Kenny and the Young Bucks on there, but if that casual crowd don't really care, that's detrimental to them, and that would really affect. You know, really the booking. I mean, look at how Karrion Cross came back. Karrion Cross came back. They immediately put him in a storyline with him, Drew McIntyre, and the Tribal Chief. And then after that, it kind of went dead in the water because the fans really didn't, um, really didn't react to the to him like that. So it kind of went, it just went downhill, kind of from there. I mean, now they're trying to revitalize him with. Uh, they with a feud with Rey Mysterio at one point, and now it's a feud between him and AJ Styles. Which even like that mixed tag team match was weird because I don't know if y'all saw they had Scarlett try to seduce AJ Styles for some reason, and uh, yeah. But yo 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 yo. Yeah. Wait 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 wait. Yeah. I was right here all yeah. night. What the fuck? Scarlett Russell. Yes. Wait, did yeah. she wear her? Did she wear? Did she wear her like? Indie wrestling? My wife. My wife is. Indie. I mean, it was. Kamo, respectfully, I'm gonna shut up and let the first thing. <laughs> she looks good. I'll say that respectfully. <laughs> but yeah, she tried to seduce AJ Styles. AJ Styles took off the glove and showed his wedding ring and stuff. And it's just like that was weird, because. Um, I could have sworn that they are presented as a married couple, at least, or something like that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, know, like, I, don't want, I don't know. Streets and I know it's couple. Feminine and wilds. Feminine and wilds. So, like, it's one of those things that even though they're presented as a married couple, they those feminine and wilds could be like, hey, here you go. <laughs> but yeah, so like I was saying, like, it really depends on the reaction of the crowd. Uh, and the reaction of the point, just like with Cody, for when they leave AEW and then show up to WWE. Um, because if Cody didn't get the reaction and the buzz that he got in between when he left AEW and WWE, I don't think he would have been booked as highly as he was. Um, so it really depends on the crowd reaction. If the crowd doesn't care about Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, because I know that there'll be a lot of comparisons between the Young Bucks and the Usos because there's a lot of super kick stuff like that. And then it's like, you know, it's going to be that bit of comparison and stuff like that. So it really, like, it really depends because we've seen how the booking is with a lot of people that has come uh, strictly from New Japan or from the Indies. It's really, like, up and down. Finn Balor, for example, you know, his booking was up and down. Um... Who else? Shinsuke Nakamura, Asuka, you know, a lot of people who were very popular among the uh, quote unquote, the hardcore fans, their booking has been up and down. So it really depends. I mean, Kenny and the Young Bucks won't really have as much uh, 
creative freedom in WWE as they would in AEW. Um, so there's that. Like, uh, who knows that if, if they'll let them keep their same? Well, they may. They're more likely to let them keep the same name. But who knows how much they'll let them keep themselves? Because um, you know Finn Balor, they changed his name. You know they kept AJ Styles' name, and they kept um, with Cody. They let him keep his name, his whole gimmick from AEW, which was very surprising because they rarely do something like that. Um, and plus, that was under Vince McMahon. Who knows what Triple H will allow to come over with for them to come over with? Triple H may change their name because. He wants, you know, the branding to be under WWE Um, or they can keep their name and change up their gimmick. Who knows? You know, so it just really depends on the crowd reaction and how much buzz they'll get from that will determine if they'll go immediately to the main roster and be booked like Cody or they throw them in NXT and they kind of like start from there. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Yo, the, the question is how much rebranding uh, happens, like finishers and everything. Really quick, they can't keep the same finish. Like they can't keep that Dave Meltzer driver. That's for certain. <laughs> well, you could do the you could do the crazy BT tr- trigger together, but I want to swing this over to this guy down here. All right, he just came in. Our dude Cage. I want to get your take on this. All right, you've been following these guys now for about six, seven years. All right, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, Ken. And what should they do? Should Kenny Omega come over by himself? Do the Young Bucks need to come over with him? Should they introduce them as like an invasion angle? Should Kenny come over? Then the Bucks. Then like out of nowhere, Hangman comes out like through the crowd and the elite are fucking feuding with Judgment Day or some shit. What do you you want them to come over? Should they come over? Will they get over? Bakley, talk to us, my guy. If he asked me 10 years ago, I'd say they would come over. Because 10 years ago, the whole industry was different. You had to go to WWE. The indies wasn't as popping as it is now. Guys are making so much more of a living now on the indies because there's so many promotions to go to. You can book yourself so busy that you make six, seven figures very easily. But now it's different. It's so different. And I feel like the one, the big thing with wrestlers now is branded. You, you look at any documentary, anything, it's all about branding yourself. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have their own branding where they're they're made already. They, they wouldn't have to go to WWE. They would go to WWE and they could keep it like they did Cody. But then Cody was kind of a different story because he, he was already in WWE, left. He had a little bit of imprint, and then he came back. So that was a little bit of a... And he was so huge when he came back that they decided, let's keep this because it's a very good story. But with Omega and the Young Bucks, they got the YouTube channel. They got the Elite. They got the shirts. They got people following them on the Indies. They're making millions of dollars. The only way they would go is if they want to build their legacy even more from like a wrestling standpoint. And they would have to give up a lot to do that. They would have to give up the YouTube channel. A little bit they would have to give up some of their branding they wouldn't be able to use the same uh gear and everything they had to get it okay by the wwe and some things won't will be okay some things won't there'd be a lot of change and they would have to be willing to do that and then at the same time wwe would have to be willing to accept the fact that they're big enough already to where 
they can make money off of what they're already doing. So it'd be kind of like a like a 50-50 type situation. I don't think they have to go. I think they would stay because of what they're doing. I think the only difference with what they're doing now, what they should be doing, is the fact that they're purposely not trying to get big, I feel like. They're not trying to steal all the shine. They're trying to give it to everybody else and it's trying to take it away. And it's affected them in a bad way because mm-hmm. they're like you have Kenny Omega, great wrestler. We saw him at Wrestle Kingdom, and him and Will Ospreay had a banger match. Match of the year. Yeah, and they're probably yeah. going to do it again. But it seems like he has to go over there to do it because he tries over there. He's very comfortable over in Japan. He has so much respect there. And then he comes over here, and it's like, let me let everybody else do it, and I just fit into what they're doing. No, this is Kenny Omega. He has to be the star. He has to go in there and be willing to do. This is what happened to Cody Rhodes. He booked himself into a into a problem where he wouldn't go for the championship, and everybody booed him because he went against the grain on purpose, so he didn't steal the shine. And it made him have to go all the way to WWE to accept the fact that he needed to be the guy. He needed the shine. He embraced everything, and everybody started to like him again because of it. He became the big baby face. And uh, he needs to understand that. I don't know what's with him. Maybe he doesn't want to, and he feels like if he does that, that he's going to hurt the company. I don't know. I don't, who, no one knows but but them. But I feel like with the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks are in a situation where I feel like they're fine. We've seen that they've won the championships. We've seen that they put on great matches. They're doing what they want to do. They're okay being uh, that tag team because they're one of the best tag teams out there. I kind of feel like it would be cool to see them go because I kind of want to see the Young Bucks versus the Usos. That's that's a tag tag team match I want to see. Crazy. Brothers versus brothers that make money. I could see them doing that. I, if there's one of the three that I could see, it's the Young Bucks. I don't see Kenny Omega going. I could see the Young Bucks going. Wow. Yeah. And, and I could see Hey. I could see Hangman going if CM Punk keeps on coming mad him. I could see him going. Just <laughs> what a great, what a great, great, great yeah. read that was today. And we'll talk about that later in a little bit. But, um, but with, with everything with like NXT and going straight to WWE, it's yeah. all about branding. If you're big enough, they're not going to keep you and send you down to NXT. AJ right. Styles was a built brand already. That's why he didn't send him we'll down. We'll get there, Dylan. We'll get You've got there. guys that were already – uh, in New Japan and Impact and whatnot, they were built brands, but they got sent down because they weren't huge enough. Like, I thought maybe Samoa Joe would have gone right up, but they felt otherwise. But AJ had that it factor. He was the phenomenal one. He had that catchphrase. He was on the scene for 20 years. He won championships. Everybody already knew him, even though he was on that big WWE platform, and it worked. They, they used him the right way. And everybody else had to go down or hasn't worked. Like, it's always, like, it, it's not going to always hit and it's not going to always miss. There's going to be guys that just get lost in the shuffle. Some guys shine, some guys don't. It, there's only so many alphas that you can have in the group that can shine, like the tribal chief. That's for you, Devin. Like the tribal <laughs> chief. But Tribal uh, chief. But I, I think Kenny Omega stays. I don't think he needs it. Maybe he wants it, but I feel like he wants to keep the status quo. Oh, oh, oh. 
I just got really excited. Then he was gone. I'll have to text him really quick. Sorry, Bakley. Didn't mean to cut you off. But we got your take. And I appreciate your take greatly, my brother. And Ben Buster, my dude G, I know you got something to say. But before we go to you, Tribal Chief's either been itching at the bit to say he doesn't give a fuck. Or (laughs) he's been itching at the bit to say how he feels. So while I mess- messaged the South Philly psycho to get his ass back in here, mm, to- shield tell, brother. Us that- tell us that you don't give a fuck or tell us how you feel. <laughs> you know what? I'll entertain the idea if the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega was ever to hop across. All right. Because let's be real. WWE is still the pinnacle when it comes to professional wrestling. All right. So, I think the young bucks need to start in NXT. No, I'm just bullshitting. Oh, they can come no. In. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> no, I think they can come in, and the way now, right now, the way Papa H is telling his stories, the way you see how he's booking Raw, I'm like, okay, he's been on a roll lately, and I think we see how he wants to tell stories for a three-hour show. We're getting a lot of flesh-out wrestling. We're getting uh, stories included as well. So I think the Young Bucks can fit that mode. And as well as Kenny Omega, you know, because Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay, yeah, it's a good story in a dub, but it's more like a miniseries. I don't want a fucking miniseries. I want a fucking book. I want a fucking story i want a fucking movie and i know i can get that out of wwe if they was to go there and give us great wrestling but along with great wrestling we're getting great storytelling but fleshed out storytelling you know to show how much these guys do not like each other instead just instead of just a a small sample size but uh yeah i think kenny omega could fit that mode he can because Papa H is at the helm, and I love the way he's booking right now. He has some misses, like yeah, with uh, carrying cross. Like I admit that, like the shit ain't working. Johnny Gargano, you know, it's a working progress, but it didn't come out like we thought it was. Like it's just gonna come out just hot, but I think that's just a slow pace. Uh, but I with Kenny Omega, he can t- succeed. He has a good brand. People know him outside of wrestling with the gaming he has. So I think that can work. Love it. Love it. Now, 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 I know, G, you've been wanting to say something. I'm so sorry. We just got Bakley in here. And, you know, Bakley always got something to say. So I wanted to hear what Bakley got to say, dude. But, G, speak on this. Let's talk, let's hear it. Well, what you got? Well, I, I can't be upset with a fellow ginger with Bakley over there. So. My myself, so. <laughs> but it, it yeah. goes down to the whole. Gee, I'm gonna AJ, cut you off one more time. I'm cutting, great and great. I'm cutting you off one last time. You're gonna kill me. You're never gonna come back. But I'm so sorry. <laughs> but while his internet is working, I gotta bring him in. He's grains out. He's like, fuck you, man. I'm never coming back. But while his internet is working, I gotta bring him in. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Now, now I gotta properly bring him in. Our boy. Our Bloodline Network founder, our Bloodline brother, Devin Shield brother, Top Row Wrestling Talks own South Philly Psycho, my brother, Dom 
What is up? While his internet internet is lasting, I had to. <laughs> let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. Let's Fingers pray. Cross, yo. What is good, y'all? I, I'm sorry. You didn't have to cut Greg off for me, man. You didn't have to do that. I, I'm, uh, no, no, no. While we had you, I had to bring you on in. Now, G, now, Dom, I will tell you. What's up? Glad you're here, my, up, dude. my dude. Great to cut now. you off 412 times to get here. Finish what you got to say, and let's swing it on down to Dom and hear what he got to say about Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, hey, um, essentially him and Adam Page coming to WWE, okay? What's with all the hatred with the gingers? Come on. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, I love the gingers. You have no soul. I I said but, but anyways, no with it, it all goes back to, to the spraying thing with AJ. And I, I'll do the one of the most – Toxic names here and here. He'll get Tim riled up with CM Punk when he was over in WWE. A lot of the reason those two guys got to keep their names, in my opinion, was because of the tape value for the WWE. AJ Styles carried a company on his back for 20-some years. Oh, look, I can use all this tape on AJ Styles. Let me let me buy AJ. Hey, Anthem. Hey, Impact. Give me the tapes. We have AJ, so give us those tapes. Same with CM Punk. They used all the ROH tapes when he was in there for a lot of their promos. And that's the thing about Kenny and the Bucks coming over. They, I don't think New Japan would give – New Japan might give him some tapes, but I don't think AEW would ever fork over those tapes and be like, here, here's where these guys came from. I mean, you're talking – if you're going to do it, you're going – these guys are going to be rebranded. Yeah, they might be the Young Bucks. They might still do super kicks, but Kenny's – not doing the one winged angel. CM Punk wasn't allowed to do the Pepsi plunge. So I could see finisher rebranding happening from all their parts if they come over because of the safety that the WWE is. And I when I said that would they go over to NXT, I meant would they at least be in the performance center for a few months to just try and get their hard camera site down to try and get their style because the WWE ring is a lot bigger than their AEW one. It's a 20 by 20. I think the AEW one's like eighteen by eighteen. If I'm, I, if I'm, I'm if I'm mistaken, I'm mistaken. But to get them that way, because even AJ said it's different wrestling in that ring than it is any other ring he's ever wrestled in when he first came in. So he had to go into the performance center for at least a couple months before his debut to get that side down, to get familiarized with that ring. And I, when I said NXT, I meant like more so the performance center to have. Kenny and the Bucks come by just to, how do I put this? Just to get that ring awareness for the WWE style in there. All right, I'm done now, Tim. You can go on to somebody. You can cut me off now. No, 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 no. I wanted you to go. I'm sorry for cutting you off seven times. It was my fault. It just happened to, no, no, Dom, you came in. Bakley came in. We were sending Nick off. I wanted to hear what the tribal chief had to say about this. Of course. But before we move on, what's up, Lucas? Thank you for Lucas. Up to Lucas for sure. Thank you, my brother. He says Psycho is here. Uh oh, is he gonna talk about punk? Well, oh shit, man. We'll always talk about CM Punk. You know I wear that man on my sleeve. I digress. Haven't heard me complain good. enough about him. Thank you for tuning <laughs> in. Says uh Tim and Devin, what the fuck? WWE is interesting. Hook and Taz, I let my son go. Yes, Taz wants his son there. Duh, he wants his son there, obviously. Why wouldn't you want your son going to that performance center? Psycho is here. Carlito is 
back. Moose is a free agent, I'm seeing. Like, man, we got all sorts of shit. Chat is popping. Appreciate everyone for coming through tonight. But I think that was it on the topic of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and the Elite to WWE. So, now, I guess, Bakley and Graydon. You guys both saw The Flash tonight. We said we were going to talk about The Flash tonight. Talk about The Flash tonight without talking about The Flash tonight, all right? How was the movie? It's, Is it worthwhile to go see? Did you enjoy it? When when you see the trailers, you don't see half. They only show you a good chunk of the movie. It's a Flash movie, to put it out there. If you're a fan of the character, it's a Flash movie, despite it being marketed as, hey, look, it's Batman. It's the return of Michael Keaton. Yeah. That was great. When he first showed up on screen, it was, ah, everyone in the audience. But it was a good time. I enjoyed myself. My wife enjoyed myself, enjoyed herself, too, during that time. She's not a huge comic book fan, but she enjoyed this movie. So, Bakley, awesome. what did you think? I enjoyed it. Like, everybody knows that one of the biggest things with The Flash is the Flashpoint Paradox. And that's basically what this movie is based off of so that's not really a spoiler everybody already knows that like he wants to go back in time to save his parents so and I Seth Thomas it. Wayne I thought, it's Michael Keaton yeah. yeah yeah and I liked all the Easter eggs I I love the fact that just for this one movie I felt like DC did it right they didn't fuck up they didn't half ass it this movie they did well even though we don't like the actor that plays the flash for all the stuff that's gone on in his personal life and outside of the movie i thought he played a very good role as barry allen I, i'm telling mm -hmm. everybody to go see it mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's the best movie i'm saying it's a great adaptation of the flashpoint paradox yes yeah and dude did a great job in the justice league like that movie sucked but he made it Have you seen the four-hour cut? I have the Snyder Don? cut. Yes, yeah, I did. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was um, it, it was a thing. It happened. It, it was, and and it, that that cut has inspired people to be like, "Hey, we need this cut, and we need this cut." I'm like, "No, yeah. no, you don't. No, no more cuts. <laughs> just, no more cuts." Just, just, well, the only cut, I, the only I, cut I, I really enjoyed that see, one too. The only cut I the, really want. We see have the Thanos the cut. Where it like leaves existence altogether. Well, no, no, no. It, it, <laughs> the Thanos cut is actually uh, just Dave Coulier going cut it out. There you go. But no, <laughs> cut. No, but um, no, the only cut, in my opinion, that should be out there is the Joel Schumacher version of the original Batman cut that Tim Burton was working on. Yeah, because it was supposed to be a psychological thriller, and it, it would done more of the Batman detective side, more so getting into the mind of his villains and criminals, more so than what we got, which was this campy, starting to go down the road that Batman wasn't down since the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, yo. So listen, for a casual movie guy, as yo, I'll sit here and spit yeah. sports and fantasy football and wrestling at you all day. But as a casual movie guy, I'm not so acclimated with this Marvel versus DC. I'm not so acclimated with all these Batmans you speak of, but let me tell you what I'm acclimated with. This fucking trailer for this Flash movie that makes me uh -huh. want to go see this. 
fucking movie. So right. as a casual, someone like Streets is watching AEW, and I'm going to scream 19 reasons why you should go watch AEW. Well, Devin says don't. Tell me why <laughs> I should go see this fucking movie. Two reasons. One reason. I don't give a shit. Sell me. Why should I go see The Flash? You're going you're gonna to have a good time, Tim. You're going to have a good time at the movies. Great. Comedy and action. I would say that. Comedy yeah. and action. There's a little bit of both. And that's that. uh, when you have a little bit of uh, two different things, it makes the movie worthwhile. You want to laugh? You want to Not be excited? You want to be a comedy? I'm a crier. I cry every single episode of Chicago Fire. Will I cry during, during this movie? Is it going to invoke my feelings? There, there are times, there are times a little, a little where bit, it yes. does... It, it tugs on the emotional strings sometimes. Yeah, mm. you will. Not not like Guardians oh, Three though. Cool. You will ball your eyes out like in Guardians Three. And it's okay to cry. Hey, hey. Oh it's yeah, okay hell cry. yeah. I cry all the time. Cry well, there are times your your emotions will be tugged at in this movie. I cried at Avengers Endgame twice. And, okay. And in fact, <laughs> I'll dive into that more on Tuesday. Okay. Mm. Okay. okay. Directors cut every Tuesday at 8.30 Central Standard Time right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Our guy, the Ben Buster Graydon, is a fucking killer. Killer, 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 killer is all I got to say. So I think that was the, the, the flash. Um, I mean, I plan to see the movie mainly because of two words, and that's Michael Keaton. And, and, that's, and that's the thing. Most casual fans My guy know who right Michael there. Keaton is as Batman. Yeah. Most casual fans would know that after. That's why they're promoting it as such. Everybody makes sense. Everybody gave him a standing ovation when he went on the wow. screen. Everybody just clapped. And I'm watching Mark Blisco's dad and Aubrey Edwards wrestle right now. I don't mean to cut anyone off. That's just some really, really weird, fucked up shit. But, yeah, I have it and, on too. And, and that was just weird, JD. I looked over. I was like, "What the fuck is on my TV?" And it's the Flash movie that kind of made Shazam: Fury of the Gods bomb at the box office, too. Because think about it—they promoted Flash when the Super Bowl. Shazam was their next movie out. They did not promote that at the Super Bowl. They've yeah. been promoting the Flash since the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, when you have that. There on the Super Bowl, the most casual, the most everyone watches the Super Bowl. Even the uh, casuals do for the commercials. That's just basic, Bye. like uh, like promotion. And, yeah. and Warner Brothers has done a bad job of that for some reason whatsoever. Warner Brothers does great with their animated films, and they can't mm-hmm. they they do the same format with their live action. Live action. And and, Mar- and Marvel is kind of the opposite. They're great with their live action, but they can't do anything with their. But I, I'm animated. interested what James Gunn is going to do, man. I like the interview yeah. he did with, uh, with Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah, uh, yeah he's going to kill it. Yeah, yeah. He he he. It seems like he has an understanding yeah. of both sides of Marvel and DC. So yeah, I was impressed. Of of his breakdown, and and you know the in the way he said he was nervous at first with the when he uh, he's coming out with the the script for Superman, but now he he said he's satisfied with the script. Now he's like, man, I got no worries. I'm like, oh yeah, shit, he's, so. he's, t- he's taking his time with them too. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, yeah. I I'm excited for this, this because new they, they, they asked about of Superman. Yeah, because they asked about John Cena. They're like, when's Peacemaker two? Coming out uh, the second season, and he was like, "I'll get to that." He was like, "I'm taking my time with Superman. I'll get to that. It's yeah. coming, but it's well, not coming until the, afterwards." Uh, Peacemaker probably won't be out until after the writer strikes. Yeah. done. that's my opinion. 
James Gunn can only write so much being that he's still a director because he's only allowed to write so much as a director because he's not part of the Writers Guild. So in order to... The Writers Guild is on strike because they they think streaming's killing their careers because they're not getting royalties for any movie that's on streaming services. And I absolutely agree. It's fair. It's yeah. totally fair. If you have a big blockbuster, let's say Top Gun, for example, Top Gun Maverick, you write that, you're getting royalties for that screenplay up until that first showing. Like that first time it's in the theaters, you're, you're, you're getting some cut for that. And a screenwriter on YouTube stated, like he used to work at TV. So the first run of it, he would get paid this much. Then each rerun, he would get half that. Then each rerun after that, it would, it would be half and half and half and half and half until it was an, until there was nothing left royalty wise. So they're fighting for, hey, as long as it's playing my, and my name's attached, I need that money. You wonder, you wonder why why all this is happening because of the pandemic. The pandemic kind of yeah. is causing this, and mm-hmm. with this, you know, if they're going to ask for more money, it's going to have a big trickle down effect on the cost of all the streaming services. They're going to all is- go up because they got to. All these streaming services are going to have to be able to afford. Uh, this is why these uh, directors and people so, making the movies. I don't know if you saw it, Blakely, but all the Disney. Marvel mm-hmm. stuff has been pushed back even another year now because of the writer strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the writer strike, they that and the stu- and the stupid Huerta, the guy who played um, Namor and Jonathan Majors too. They're hoping that that stuff gets situated out there yeah. too with what's going on with them. They're hoping that it was get situated during this time too. But it's definitely the writer strike causing all those pushbacks and everything. Uh, to kind of go back to what y'all were saying about uh, Marvel vs. DC, I'm very excited what's going to happen with DC under James Gunn. I mean, DC yeah, was yeah. dominating the movies back in the 90s, um, mm-hmm. and it was Marvel that was, you know, taking care of things as far as animated films, and now it's kind of the reverse. The big issue that I had with DC is that they weren't consistent with the characters. We have yeah. like what 20 different Batmans. We have so many different Supermans. If you were to ask who is Iron Man, you always say Robert Downey Jr. There's only mm-hmm. been one person who had played Iron Man. And so it was a bit more of a branding because, and on top of that, a lot of the stories with the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of intertwined with each other. Whereas though, we have three different versions of Batman's beginning uh, from, you know, for the past, what, decade or so of how many times Batman's origins have been rewritten and how many different versions of Batman we have had as well. Um, I, think, I, but- think, I think that's part of the problem with that is, is the fact that there's so many different variations of the character, like the Robert Pattinson yeah. was more of detective yeah. Batman. Yes. And, yeah. and then there's mm-hmm. like, now there's like a ninja Batman and regular Batman that we know from the nineties. Well, whereas there's only like one variation of Marvel characters in DC, there's like two, three, four, five different yeah. variations of every character. Yeah. There's at least four different Spider-Man. Yeah. And Marvel, so each one's different in their own right. And I mean, it goes with what you were saying, JD, about about that too. It's um, DC and Marvel has always been, even in comic books, Marvel has always been the team up. The team, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men have always been their big properties. 
when you first started this when you first started this universe, you didn't have Spider-Man, you didn't have the Fantastic Four, you didn't even have the uh, the real rights to the Hulk or even the X-Men. Those are your top four properties in Marvel. So they went with their B-listers to do all this, and the Avengers, and the Avengers are the team. So they took that team and said, "Oh." Okay, let's break up this team and let's do individual stories, which is great. But the thing with DC is they're individuals first, and then they team up for big events. I but mean, they could have done the same just, way too. I mean, they just about, they did the Justice League as well. They could have easily had done Justice League and did individual stories. Like they actually were yeah. was kind of start doing that. They we had the individual Batman movie, we had individual Wonder Woman movie, we had individual. Aquaman, Aquaman yeah. and now we have the Flash, so they could have easily done it the exact same way they as well. They, they just did it in spurts, though, like with yeah. Marvel. You did all the individual movies, and then they got yeah. to uh, you got to the Avengers yeah. movie with DC. You had the Superman, you had Batman, and then that's it. And then you did uh, the whole Justice League. Then you decided to do Wonder Woman. Then you decided to do <laughs> the Flash like years later, and you yeah, still had it. Just wasn't cohesive. No, yeah. well, Marvel, I mean, you knew they was telling a story. Yeah, patience, until, like phase four, but you know now, maybe James Gunn is all over the place. But, yeah. but but there's one thing I gotta say. Um, with the whole Batman, with the retelling of their story, even the casual fan knows Batman's backstory. Even the casuals know Batman's backstory. They don't have to redo it every single movie. No. No. Everyone knows that. It's like Peter Parker. You know he got bit by a spider, got inspired powers. You don't need to tell the Spider-Man origin story. So just start it fresh that way. And that's what I'm looking for for James Gunn because his Batman has been Batman in this universe for a while now. So he's going to be... He's a father, first of all, because it's with his son coming in with Damien, which is going to be phenomenal <laughs> there, that whole story arc. But it's, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Jeff, blowing up, man. We need, we need, all, all this chat is telling me tonight is we need more DC and Marvel content on this network. And listen, yes, this show has been an absolute blast tonight. We talked wrestling we talked sports. We talked entertainment. We hit on all the major topics. We got to see the bloodline. We got to see an honorary boost tonight. But listen, 10 o'clock tonight, Central Standard Time, 11 o'clock Eastern. What do we do? We swing over to the Twitch. That's what we do on the bloodline. And what do we do on the Twitch? We swing over to the Twitch and we play some fucking gaming. So if you're watching right now, go to the fucking Twitch. Tribal, yeah, Tribal Chief got in his handwriting. Tribal Chief going live tonight. Late night gaming with the bloodline. Fucking Destiny 2. Because that's what we do right now four nights a week. Probably seven nights a week sooner than later. But right now four nights a week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Friday with these two. I mean, I can't even point my fingers the right way, but these <laughs> two right here, the tribal chief and the first lady doing their thing on the Twitch. So I know it's only 9.38. I know they're going live at 10, but I'm going to sign us off properly here. Give my family the right time to promote themselves. First of all, I love you all so very much. Everyone who watched, thank you. Everyone who will listen, thank you. Everyone who will watch, thank you. I'll sign us off one more time. Streets. Where can the people find you, my dude? You Streets of Thon at Twitter. 
That's where you can find me. You can also find all the written content on the bloodlinenetwork.com. So please mosey on over to there too if you're looking for anything fantasy sports related. Pro football right now, but anything fantasy football related, mosey on over to the bloodlinenetwork.com. And you can find the streets down at pretty active right now too on Twitter. So big, big moment in fantasy football. Streets, you're huge in the fantasy football scene right now. Don't fucking undersell yourself. You're huge. Streets got us, the Bloodline community, into the Scott Fishbowl 13, hashtag SFB13. Streets got us in. I saw him infiltrate us. I copied him. I infiltrated as well. Bloodline is in the SFB 13. Our boy Nick, who was an honorary ooze tonight, in the put it up again. Put it up again. Look at this screen, boy. We are going to support the fuck out of the Scott Fish Bowl charity fantasy football tournament this year at the Bloodline. And that's what we're doing. Glad you put that shirt up. Thanks for bringing that up. But, yo, while the chat's still showing us that love, Kenneth, thank you. Brian, thank you. Throw it up to the broadcast. Thank you. Jacoby, thank you. Appreciate y'all so much. I'll talk about Rampage. I'll be live at Collision tomorrow, so I won't be talking about shit except for CM Punk. CM Punk, you know what I'll be doing tomorrow night. Bro, cast me love you so much. But First Lady killed it with me on Wednesday night on the Dynamite Review Show. She's going to come on with me whenever she can. Host of Russell Bread, Monday nights, Tuesday nights, late night gaming with JD, the First Lady. Put your motherfucking ones up. Where can we find you, JD? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JDC137. You can also find the podcast at Russell Bread as well. Just click the links in the bio and you'll get the Instagram, the Facebook, and the TikTok as well. Like Tim said, you can catch me live every Thursday at 9 p.m. EST exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment YouTube channel. And uh, every Monday and Tuesday, late night gaming with JD on Mondays. I'm live on Twitch at 11:15. So after you watch Raw, come on over. You can watch me play some Detroit Become Human. A lot of fun playing it with you know all the damn decisions that I was you know going over about of what I didn't do and did do. And then on Tuesdays, if you like to watch NXT after NXT go off at 10 p.m. EST, you can come over to Twitch. And you can catch me playing um, Jedi Survivor on that night as well. But shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for letting me come on and kicking it with you guys tonight. Yeah, thank you. You're the first lady. You run this shit. You literally <laughs> run this shit. No, thank you. Thank you for coming on and gracing us with your presence, first lady. And right below you, the bin buster himself. Graydon, the man, go over to the Bin Buster. Give him a follow. He is that dude. He is our movie guy. The Bin Buster live, 8.30 Central Standard Time, every Tuesday, right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. My dude, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at, and right here on YouTube at The Bin Buster. You can also find me, as Tim said, uh, at right here uh, on the Bloodline Network, uh, Director's Cut Tuesday. Talking all things Flash. And trust me, my notes are huge on this one. I, and I'm I'm going through timelines. I'm going through just about everything. Mm. If I'm not going to spoil stuff like I normally do, but I'm going 
talk about it in depth, as in depth as I can without in spo- without spoiling anything. And you guys want to know something? I'm thinking about doing a director's cut Twitter handle too. So that way when it's tagged, you, anything that's done director's cut wise will be through that Twitter handle. So it's a beautiful idea. Yeah. I love your business mindset and I'm glad you're a part of this family. And yo, <laughs> maybe the most important, no, we're skipping him. We are going to a vital <laughs> member of this bloodline. He just told me to fuck off, so fuck him. No, 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 no. Our boy, Cage My IQ. Go and get at his YouTube channel, Cage My IQ. The best UFC info around. The best MMA info around. Every single Friday on BloodlineNetwork.com. Cage's bet slip. And if there's no MMA, he'll find some wrestling shit to bet on. That's what he does. He'll win you some money. Go get at Cage My IQ. Dan Bakley, where can the people find you, my brother? They can find me on Twitter. You see my Twitter handle down below as my name, Cage IQ. I'm doing everything for the Bloodline Entertainment Network now. I don't care about my YouTube page anymore. I'm putting everything out on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. I go live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time with my picks and predictions for UFC. You said it yourself. Every now and then I'm doing stuff from a betting standpoint for wrestling you know that's how greasy i can get i want to bet on some wrestling now you know i gotta cross paths and go from mma to wrestling then back again i don't care i'll do it both you know what but we got ufc tomorrow ufc vegas 75 so definitely check out on the web site my picks and predictions and then my bet slip it's out now made some a lot of money the past couple weeks so definitely ride that wave with me Ride it. Ride that wave. Cage my IQ soon to be probably exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. But follow him. Instagram, Twitter, Cage IQ. Best MMA info around. And I'm going to save the dude who's about to go live on Twitch doing his Destiny 2 thing. The Chief Executive Officer, the CEO, the man around here who is the most selfless, who runs this bitch, who runs the Bloodline Entertainment Network. The man himself, he is selfless. He doesn't want to hear it, but you're hearing it. Put your motherfucking ones up for him. He, he is him. He is he, the CEO of the Bloodline Entertainment Network, Devin where can the people find you, my brother? But before I speak, bro, pull up that comment from the broadcast. Pull yeah. up that comment from the motherfucking broadcast, bro. Yeah, right there, my guy. Tim King equals the greatest wrestling salesman. It is fucking decided, right there. I love it. I love it, bro. You have been a gracious host. Love the hospitality. Love kicking it with the bloodline. Had a fun, engaging discourse. Love, love the love the the talks. Love the subjects with the topics from even from AEW, but to WWE to the bloodline, of course, and the traitors, fucking jail, some fucking traitor. <laughs> but you know, from Marvel DC talk, loved it, loved it. But man, make sure y'all follow the bloodline because we have. Awesome talent here from Tim King, from Streets Up Here, from the First Lady, First Lady right here, from my guy, the director Scott Graydon, Graydon, and they're right over here, full blown ooze, over here, <laughs> full blown ooze. Dan, Dan, look, 
Look up. There you go. I'm you over right now. There you go. This guy. Follow everybody. We have great talent. They put amazing work. So follow the bloodline network.com. It's right there. Right there for you. Can't can't miss it. It's right there. Even bigger. Bigger. Even you can't even miss it. So you got no fucking excuses. So bloodline network.com for all your content from Roto Slapper Sports, from the Director's Cut, from the Wrestle Bread, from the Tim King Show, from my KHIQ, from Gaming with the Bloodline, from BloodlineNetwork.com. It is decided for yo pleasure. And on that note, Tribal Chief signed us off. So for all of you who watch, thank you. For all of you who will watch, thank you. For all of you who will listen on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere else, you can find the Bloodline Entertainment Network on audio. Again, thank you so very much. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Thank you so much for kicking it with the Bloodline and for Streets and Bakley and Graydon and the CEO, my boy, the Tribal Chief and the First Lady. It's your boy, TK, at the Tim King Show. You know what we are? We, boom! It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward.